Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> My name is Professor Roger Del Savo, for the time being. For I use many a pseudonym, such as Jeff Goulash, Philip Switch, or Baz Ravish. For I am a grifter, and this is Grifting 101. Hey there. Kind sir, my hey. name is Pee Wee Keyboards. Seems uh, legit. Are you tired of, of your keyboards always being so big? Oh my god, yeah, they're fucking huge. Well, back in, in my warehouse, I've got a whole slew of Pee Wee keyboards. They're small, little keyboards. They work for your phone, work for your computer. Uh, like this, this, this one I have here in my hand. I wonder if you want to take them off, man. I think they're gonna be a gold mine. I'll give them to you for just a couple hundred bucks, but it's gonna make you millions, my friend. Oh my God, I'm so down. You had me, wouldn't you like, or however you started that, I was in. I knew <laughs> that I wanted to. I. It's it's funny because I thought this morning. I'm going to take out all of my savings in 20s and just oh carry God. it around for the right opportunity. And I think here it is. You say well, only a few convenient. hundred. You don't have to be that nice to me. You're my friend. I'll give yeah. you thousands. Well, here. How about this? Okay. Give me 10K. Yeah. Oh, easy. I give you the key to the storage locker full of peewee keyboards. How many keyboards are we talking? Uh, you know, it, it's tough to keep track. I just yeah, am sure. so overstocked on peewee right. keyboards. Right. Between, like... 
definitely in the K's. Lots of K's. In the K's. And how much are we talking profit per unit? You know, you sell them fine. I, I personally, they're my babies. So I think right. they're worth at least 500 a piece. Wow. I mean, think about it. You could take this Wee keyboard anywhere. Yeah. Use it on your phone, I your mean, computer. I saw the passion in your eyes. I would have given you that much for one. It's even compatible with the PSP Go. <laughs> Nintendo's interested. And that's really important when you're buying a keyboard. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got a briefcase full of money. Well, I've got a briefcase with at least three Wee keyboards in it. Okay. Let's trade them back and forth for a while. Let's do it. Let's see. How long can we keep this going? All right, hi, everybody. That's the bit. That was it. it. That's the bit. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome. And scene. To You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Steven, we're here. We made it. We're alive. We, we've, we've made it on the other end, Zach. I see you at the other side of the war. What do you mean by the other end, though? Because we're at the beginning of a podcast, and we're not at the end of the show yet. Well, so what are we at the end of? On we're the at other the end, end of, of our hiatus, Zach. Uh, That's true. For to us, those at, to those at home, we haven't missed a beat. Uh, but in the real world, we've been apart for a couple weeks. That's true. And I truly did just a few days ago. I started thinking about the podcast, which got me thinking about doing it, which, you know, after a couple degrees of separation, got me to the train of maybe I miss Steven a little. <laughs> I more miss the platform of, of talking endlessly that talking to Steven <laughs> gives me. But I guess by proxy, I, I miss Steven. Yeah, you miss what he brings. How was your we'll, – we'll get into our break in a second because we had a really eventful break. Yeah. I would say even arguably more eventful than typical when we take a little break. Usually it's because yeah, you're moving so. or because you're really busy at work, which is all really exciting. But we both had two of the most memorable weeks of our <laughs> life, I think. Absolutely. I think but, so. But before we get to all that, of course – uh, it's towards the beginning of the month, so we've got to shout out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, we're back after taking a little break, so patreon.com, podcast. that's the place to get You Can't Disappreciate Show, which is always really fun. That's also the place where you can get our weekly episodes of Brokeback Bebop as we're rounding out the end of the original run of the show and moving towards what's next. You've almost got a full podcast series to listen to over at the Patreon, so go check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. But of course, those beautiful people that we couldn't do this show without are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, Plains Walker Prez, Emmy West, and Brandon Fulkemer. Very we thankful for all of them. Thanks and if you'd like here. to get added to that list, don't be discouraged just because we're almost done with community. We'll shout you out throughout the rest of the year here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. And the patrons are going to get everything first as we move into the next phase of existence. All the info, all the all the sneaky deets. Right. They're a full week early on the podcast, too, so that's fun if you like to be yeah. early on the podcast. What I will say is that's an easy hype up for next week where we're going to do the third volume of America's Next Top Zach and Steven Rewatch Podcast where we're going to reveal the third of the four options for our next Rewatch Podcast that we'll yeah. be letting you all vote for on Twitter later this year. I'm pretty excited. Another yeah, good option. I really is always the ring. wanted to talk about this one, so it should yeah. be a fun time. Yeah, I just hope it's not too rainy out on nah, the day that we record. Chance. I'm really hoping for good weather. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's also shout out, of course, the man who, without, we would not have the eyeballs or the brain or the consciousness mm -hmm. to be able to appreciate a sunny day. 
That mm-hmm. is, of course, our proud community papa at communities on Twitter. The Rocky Balboa of the yeah. internet. Our relationship sure is a, a rocky road ice cream full of just little bits of emotional trauma that just adds to a delicious flavor. Mmm, <laughs> can't fit that in a sugar cone. So if you don't know what you should, communities are the great community fan account over on Twitter that share all of the community fan content. They're always breaking news. Like, we should talk about, this is the first time that we've recorded. It's old it news is. now. But even though our hearts are kind of used to uh, the community people being like, yeah, we all want to do the movie. Uh, No, we don't know when it's going to happen. Dan Harmon in a recent interview talking about his new show, Little Demon, I'm pretty sure is what the interview Mm -hmm. was for, uh, pretty much revealed that there's an outline for the movie and they're shopping it around, uh, shopping it around to people, which is huge news. That's Uh, big news. Answer has always been, well, we all want to do it, but Dan Harmon has to write it. And it mm-hmm. looks like Dan Harmon has at least committed to knowing what the story yeah. of it is, which is pretty big. That's pretty big. When that broke, I literally was like, LOL at us taking a break right as the only relevant community news to happen. <laughs> well, I think it's important to note that as we're finishing community and moving on to the next thing, we hope you all come with us. Uh, after the end of December this year, this won't be a weekly podcast anymore, no. uh, but if there is ever anything noteworthy of community to cover, we're about to be only the second podcast ever to complete the entire run of community. Mm-hmm. We'll be only the second people, which I think is still awesome to yeah. be the second people who have done a podcast on every episode of community. Of course, we're going to come back if there's something I don't know. You don't think Dom about. and Andre are coming to catch up, do you? There are a couple other people that are in season five or six, but we are going to be the f- – we're going to finish it first. We've only so got help four episodes me left. God. So help us God. <laughs> We've got a plan. There's no way they're going to finish because they're already dead. <laughs> but thanks to communities. Thanks to everyone. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about our time off. Yeah. Who should start? Um – why don't you start, Zach? Tell us okay. about your wonderful time. Yeah, Lily and I went on a lovely vacation. It's the first time we went on a trip, just the two of us, since before the pandemic. We went to Milwaukee for a couple days to visit the town, which is a really cool town. It doesn't feel at all as big as Chicago. It kind of feels like indie, but a little more like almost like old town values, kind of like how Philadelphia has like older buildings. Mm. I don't know. It was a really neat city. It was a really fun place to walk around. You mean no, no, no black people, right? I almost mean that in the middle of the day, Lily and I looked around and we were like, there's nobody. Mm -hmm. Like it was a big city, but there, it, it felt like we had it to ourselves. And like, it was like having the town as like a little playground. Wow. Now, I don't know if it's because of some sort of, uh, What's it called? Like sundown Yeah, situation. Yeah, sundown town situation. <laughs> um, They're just waiting. But it was a really cool city. We went to see a comedian, Joe Pera, that we really liked. That was really fun. Uh, the art museum there is really cool. And then we went up the road or down the road or west of the road. I'm not sure. To Wisconsin Dells, which is just this huge tourist trap that always had – I had known about it since I was a kid because they had the water park, Noah's Ark, that has a water slide with a loop in it. And since I was a kid, I thought that sounded really neat. So we went there and I did that. And it is one of the best water parks I've ever been to. Uh, That almost more than anything was worth the trip. Like I would go – it was like six hours. I would go for a weekend just to go to Noah's Ark. It was was that fun. And we did some other theme park stuff. Lily and I went on a really fun – romantic dinner boat cruise where we got to it was a little awkward because they 
the tables were limited, so you had to sit with other people. So it was like us and two other couples, and it started like awkward and stifled. Oh, swinging, swinging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It started awkward <laughs> and stifled, and then by the end of it, we were all like, "You're Making so out. cool. Mm-hmm. You're just my." best friend yeah because for an hour there was free drinks and that was really nice That's so we all cool. got real close to each other um that was really fun we one of the highlights for me was on the last day we went to this place called the wisconsin deer park which mm-hmm. is just this huge enclosure where deer just freely walk around with the people yeah we had hyped that up on the show because you get to do whatever you want to the deer you truly can they walk right up to you <laughs> i had like six around me at a time Hot. and you have these crackers to feed them and some of them were like some of the doe were really into some of the deer are weird not all of them were into being pet but uh, like a few of a certain type of doe like really I spoke their language and mm-hmm. I got them to like be into me like scratching their neck for a really long time. Ooh. And I know we're making it sound dirty, but it was genuinely <laughs> so cool. The pictures were really wholesome. To have that like intimate and that didn't even capture like there was a moment when I was like sitting down on a bench just like hugging up on like a bunch of deer. Wow. Uh, and it was truly some of the best moments of my life just cuz I love incredible. animals and I feel like to an extent, I can, like, get on the same wavelength as animals, and it was really good good for me. It was really nice. Zach and, and I had a dog con- once that was on our wavelength. It was great. Yeah, but we, were, we weren't on acid. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I don't know. There's so many fun things that we did that I'm sure will come up over the, the course of, of years as we revisit mm-hmm. it, because we had so much fun, truly so much fun. Uh, what about you? Um, well... Uh, the, so we recorded on Sunday that week, mm-hmm. you know, pretty standard. I left, I left that Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday, pretty norm, you know, uh-huh. working a little bit of stress. Uh, Thursday tested positive for COVID in the morning. Oh, huh. Um, how was that? You know, it was fine at first. I yeah. hadn't, hadn't had it at all. But then yeah. that night I started feeling really sick to my stomach. And then the next few days I was on the toilet probably every 15 minutes for like four days. And, and not ended up for in the, the typical leisurely reasons. Exactly. Um, I ended up in the ER because I hadn't Jesus, really Steven. eaten. Um, and, and you're definitely not the type of person to willy-nilly go to the ER either. No, if I can You were probably it. pretty nervous about what was going yeah. on to go to the ER. Well, and I didn't even go there first. I went to the urgent care and they were like, oh, that sounds really bad. You should go to the ER. And I was like, like we're more for like... <laughs> yes or no, you do or don't have COVID. Yeah, or they were like, so you're here for a COVID a test? And to I was not like, have no. to go to work. You might need to see like a medical professional. <laughs> so I go to the ER, which which the ER is always never a fun place, but I didn't realize how unfun the ER in Chicago would be. I can't imagine. Sure. There was like an old Hispanic man in a wheelchair throwing up louder than anything I've ever heard in my life. Like he was like yelling, throwing up into a bag and nobody came to help him or check on him or anything. (laughs) At any point were you like, come on guy, everyone in this room knows that you're showing off. Do not well, and the worst yell. is when he would do it for 10 minutes but not actually throw up. He'd just be making the noises because his he was body trying was to so miserable. Yeah. yeah. And then there was like a baby walking around, like open mouth, like <coughs> coughing at everyone. That like wasn't really being supervised other than by her three You doing sister. that on a Zoom call made me uncomfortable, <laughs> let alone you're in a room of sickies. <laughs> there was, and it was, you know, and, and poor Danny. Danny stuck with me as long as she could, but she had to go to work. So then it ended up just being just me there solo, and I was like, I'm going to die in this waiting room. So wait, did you go, like, in the middle of the night? No, it was, like, daytime. Oh, and she had to work, like, in the evening? 
she had worked like in the afternoon. She like went in like a little bit later that day. Sorry, I'm just trying to paint so a picture. I was thinking you were like me. there all night, and she's like, "Sorry, dude, I got no." <laughs> no, and like it was, I don't know how in depth I should go, but I had to do things into a cup that I'd never have to do into a cup, and they give you lots of tools. Well, that to help narrows accomplish. it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they you, you they like handed me like a popsicle stick and some gloves, and basically wished me luck. <laughs> <laughs> Then but, you uh, went in the bathroom and started making noise like the <laughs> old guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. So they, um, you know, checked me all out and gave me some medicine and called me back a couple days later and were like, hey, you have this bacterial infection in your stomach. Here's how to deal with that. All that and I got a goddamn sty in my eye on Thursday, yeah. too. So, like, I had, it was a, a threefer. That sucks. All stacked on top of me. But I'm just getting much rammed it all ends. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get all my sick out of the way when Zachy was gone because yeah, he doesn't so let Steven, me be sick. Uh, so there was a day, like I said, I was kind of starting to miss Steven, <laughs> and I texted him that. And he was like, oh, yeah, you too, buddy. Can't wait to record. Could I call you and tell you some stuff? <laughs> and you know your mind races when stuff like that happens. Yeah. And truly, I mean, usually my first guess is, okay, Steven can't record, and he's going to mm-hmm. tell me why. But it's – I don't know. You said – you don't call me very often. No. Uh, so I almost was thinking like, God forbid, did like you and Danny break up or something uh-huh. or I, I was expecting something bad and it was yeah. something bad, but not what I was but expecting. Not- <laughs> and you show, you, you shared a lot of detail with me <laughs> yeah. and the thing that I, I guess trigger warning to everyone that I want to mention the most, cause I feel like I want clarification on, on it a little bit. You told something about a doctor that was just jabbing at your butthole. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, they had any blood in your situation. And, and I was like, like oh, yeah, yeah some, but I think it's just from like a really bad hemorrhoid. And she Ugh. was like, you want me to take a look at it? And I was like, if you want to. <laughs> Wink. Which I guess she did. And then she came back with somebody. And I thought they were just going to have me like drop trowel, like bend over. They'd like right. like shine a light in there and make sure that, you know, <laughs> everyone was A-OK. <laughs> and, and, and then she was like, all right, you can pull on your pants and lay down on the bed on your side. And I was like, well, this is kind of weird. You know, I normally take it on my back, but the, 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 she started jam, jamming jamming like around. Put under me or something? And like she wanted to poke it to make sure that it was soft, not hard. And it was soft, I mean, it's just all right. The way that you describe poke it, <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel like they're just jabbing at it. It was a lot of jab, like it medical. was like, like I felt like 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 that, and I was like, yeah. ow! And then she did it again. Yeah, yeah, it hurt a lot. Well, it always hurts the I first cried. time. You got to ignore it the hurt first a lot. Cries of pain, <laughs> and then if it continues, you have to make that judgment yeah. call. Do I go forward with this or not? And when I when she first, she was like, oh yeah, there's some blood down there. I was like, oh well, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know okay. that. And trigger warning, I guess. I'd like to segue from that to just think about how stifled and impersonal we were when we started this podcast. <laughs> and now you just talked about having your butt probed and, like, yeah. what way you were laying on the table. How does that feel? D- doesn't it, like... I felt violated. No, not how does that feel. How does <laughs> it feel, feel to good. be so personal with the podcast? You know... I think it feels kind of nice. Is it, is it just to just let therapeutic, it just to just feel a little bit, release it into the world somewhere that's safe sure. and dangerous at the same time? Yeah, because like people will hear this, but like but that's their choice. Just... They know what they're getting into. Well, I think it's time to jab our way right into the first of the final five episodes of Community. Let's do it. Let's jab away. Today we're here to talk about season six, episode nine. It's Grifting One Hundred and One. 
The episode was directed by Rob Schraub. Rob Schraub. He was just, I just saw his voice pop up on a, it was either an episode of Little Demon or Rick and Morty he was oh, really? voicing on. Yeah. Nice. Uh, before this, he had directed Basic Lupine Urology, uh, an infamous episode of the show and an infamous mm-hmm. episode of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, also, App Development and Condiments, G.I. Jeff, Basic Sandwich, Ladders, Laws of Robotics and Party Rights, Advanced Safety Features, and in the rest of the four episodes, he directs two of them, Modern Espionage and the series finale, Emotional Consequences. Wow, of Rob Schraub's all over this season, huh? Yeah, and this episode was written by Ryan Ridley, and if that name is familiar, it's That's... because it's the name of both the character and the actor who plays the guy from Jeff's Gym nice. in this episode. Ryan Ridley was a Channel 101 guy with Dan Harmon back in the day, and he wrote one other episode of Community, one of the season five two-parter, uh, Basic Sandwich. And mm. this episode originally aired on May 5th, 2015, and we never introduced ourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm the reverse Jim Gaffigan. Uh, nice. Well, I did introduce myself earlier. I well, was, you've, uh... we've learned a lot about you, for sure. Yeah. Well, I did the whole grifting bit. I guess. But you didn't, like, say I'm Steve. Oh, I guess. Do you even remember I had what a name. name you gave yourself? No. <laughs> Not at all. Let's jump into some trivia. Pussyfoot O'Fagan. I've got... Seven questions for you today. Wow, I've got a whopping five for you. That's okay, I'll go first. Okay. Who starred in the film The Grifters? They say it. It's discussed in the beginning when they're around the study table. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know it. You got nothing. Nev Campbell. Nope. And Celine Dion. I'd watch that. No, yeah. it's John Cusack, Angelica Houston, and Almost No Grifting. Almost No Grifting. Um, I didn't think that line was funny. What are the actual diabetes symptoms Chang's experiencing? Oh, man. Uh, he has to pee all the time. Not one of them. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> uh, fa- did he say fatigue? He did say fatigue. Blood pressure? Mm-mm. I don't know. Um, he's really thirsty all the time. Yeah. He's got fatigue, blurry well, because vision. because he has to pee and, all and the time. And his cuts heal slower. <laughs> his cuts heal slower. <laughs> That's what the doctor said. Yeah? (laughs) Is he going to help you? Well, he said, this is my home. Uh, Okay, my next question. What is Abed's grifter name that he comes up with that he gives to the professor in the classroom? Steely O'Toole. Slick Pockets Tucker. I thought that was – I liked that. Um, Apparently not too much. Which which way has Chang had a pissing contest? Um, Well (laughs) – it's like a reverse pissing contest and he said like your pee and he's like they're like no and he's like well i've only had it go from behind he i'll so give it is, to you he is says he in saying the back. That, is he saying that he's had poop go back up his butt i thought he was saying that he'd had someone pee in his asshole i was really confused <laughs> i you know i think it's open to interpretation <laughs> yeah um it's your turn Okay. Uh, how much of the million does Elroy promise to cut the grifting professor in on after the, the African telegram? 14 grand. Ooh. Not quite. About how many miniature keyboards I have come in my way. <laughs> the, 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 was it you what already I call forget. It? It's okay. Oh, you wait. Know. If you wee, don't know, wee I don't wee know. was my last name or mini, petite, something to do with small. Do you have any more questions? Uh, which aunt of Elroy's died in Africa? Oh, no. I don't remember the name. It was his aunt Baba. 
How does the show shout Aunt out Ch- Baba? How does the show shout out Childish Gambino and the teacher's lounge scene? I missed it. I don't know. Uh, uh, Aunt uh, Baba. Comedy the, the professor pretty winkingly says, because the internet. Nice. And that's what Donald Glover left the show to do. Great album. So it felt, I, I think it's got to be like a specific yeah. call out of the album title because it didn't even fit in what he was trying to say. He said, because the internet. Nobody says that as a phrase. Your it's turn. true. Um, how much of the sting is hand drawn? Either 20 or 30%. Which one? Uh, I'm leaning 30%. It was 20 Twenty percent. I'll give Damn. it to you. Uh, you you're wrong, it. but yeah. who cares? I'll take it. <laughs> oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's on the blackboard in the storage room? The study group plans their sting in. What's on the blackboard? You don't know. I can already tell you. You don't know. A map of the school. Uh, potential mascot ideas, Ooh. which made me wonder if it was literally a, a prop from the episode where Pierce and the Dean come up with the yeah. human being like early in the series. Maybe it's not, but that's what made me think. You got any um, more? I have one more for you. Okay. How much money did they agree to pay? Well, the Dean counts to 21, but that stacks, not mm-hmm. how much money. Was it 50 grand? It was fifty grand. I originally my first answer was the twenty one stacks, and then they ended up saying the dollar amount. Which normally twenty one stacks of money would be twenty one thousand dollars, but well, they were like uh, haphazardly put together. Yeah, they... <laughs> uh, I got two more. You didn't take any of mine. How many years until Britta gets a two year degree? Three. Yeah. Nice. And my last one. What class does Officer Kakowski take after his work? Macrame. Yes. Good job. That was a good one. All right. Well, great round. Let's move wow, right on in. Wow, we had 12 unique great questions that us. time. Good for us. Sure. Look at Let's us. Let's see if, if that continues. Let's see. Open in the emails. Our okay. first one uh, is from our good friend, Brandon Fulcomer. Um, Brandon says, hi guys on rewatch. I enjoyed this one a little more, but I think it's one of the weaker episodes of season six. Matt Berry is very funny as professor DeSalvo, but any ripping on the sting, which I've never seen falls a little flat for me. Agreed. (laughs) So that's fair. Um, trivia. What has Chang tried to see a doctor for in the beginning of the episode? His diabetes symptoms. Yeah. But he just went to the doctor's house just for a visit. Um, how do Annie and Abed plan to get the money for Britta's class enrollment from her parents? Yep. I thought that was a very unfunny scene. Especially I thought the second the, time they made the joke. I thought every time Annie said it was pretty unfunny, but I thought the way Abed said it was kind of funny. Mm. Um, but no, I don't like that. I think that does the character of Britta a huge disservice that she's kind of now on top of being the punching bag. Also the, oh, Britta's parent. I don't know. I don't yeah. like it. Um, what do Officer Kukowski and Frankie have in common? They have a mentally challenged sibling. Yeah. Um, what food are the group going to get after their victory? Hot dogs! Hot dogs! Hot dogs! dogs! Get your oh, hot no. dogs here! Uh, you guys I gotta show you this that, video. That's Zach literally a triggering moment of my life. <laughs> I did it the other day, and Danny's looked at me and said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, I could go for a hot dog, though. Um, favorite funny moment. 
DeSalvo singing that he's a lucky grifter slash the king of England. Yeah, that was kind of silly. Um, the end tag, uh, or sorry, or the end tag, the guy from Jeff's gym. Great. I love the, it so there's much. There's like one specific part of that that made me really laugh. When it's like the share. monster behind him? Not even. <laughs> that was good. But I, I will share when we get to my favorite. Okay. I really love that bit a lot. Um, MVP. Jeff, I guess. He leads the grifting revenge effort, so he gets it by default. Um, okay. Steven, I agree with Zach that the last three episodes this season are awesome, so hang tight. You sounded a little bit done with season six last episode. I truly was a little bit done with season six last episode. Uh, final thing, Dan said last week that the community movie has an outline and has been pitched, so that's cool. Hopefully Don will be in it for longer than two minutes. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, I, I hope that he like, has a full role I have faith that if they're going to do it, that that's like got to be part of it. But he's here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Here's I guess here's my concern. Yeah, he's such a big star now, mm-hmm. but I still think that he would fit really well into the show. I think that the rapport would be great. But he like he's Donald Glover now, kind of like how he was at the end of the show where he like was yeah. less boy, yeah, little but boy. But I have Troy. full faith. Like, he, that's after, a man now. After the well, I mean, but that's not just going to be a problem with him if they bring him back because it's yeah. 10 years later you know they're all sure. you can't infantilize annie at all anymore and yeah. none of them can be students at a community college you know what's the what are the, you know what i mean <laughs> to be fair uh, jeff was already 10 years older than the rest of them so they'll just be all jeff's age which would be i weird. have that's true i have faith though well just in donald glover as a performer yeah that if he chooses to come back that he knows the essence of the troy well character. i feel like he's gonna steal the show that's my I guess concern, which I would be fine with, but I, you know what I mean. But I mean, didn't he already? Yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't think That's it's going to be a problem. I think, especially the pandemic table read. I think mm, that yeah, that proved was that he can fit in with them just like they all did then. I don't know. Yeah. I think, of course, he's Donald Glover to us. But when you go back with all your old coworkers, I think you 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 can fall into old roles really easily. Just and I Donnie. Think- Donnie's back, everybody. Here's the real question, though. What did... Do, Chevy? <laughs> I could because see him having a cameo, but I don't think he's going to be in the movie. I both really. don't want Chevy Chase to get work and do really Correct. want him to come back for the movie as Pierce somehow. Yeah. Both are true. <laughs> And I, I know that that's, back. like, my selfish fan thing, that nobody yeah. wants to work with him, so they won't. But I feel like if we're going to get the gang back together, if we can get Donald back, we can bring Pierce back from the dead. I don't know. Where's that Pierce hologram been at? What's he up to? <laughs> I'd find, I'd be fine with him walking past the hologram, and that's it. Was that Brandon's email? Uh, thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Great job. Um, all right, our next email is from... Um, Michael, and it's hmm? it's an image of the hat being missed on the the hat rack. It yeah. says with, and then it says with a flick of the wrist, I can show you a full one minute or longer. That that was a funny joke. Here's my interpretation of that joke. Mm-hmm. Is it that? He's going to waste a minute of their time by them thinking about the stunt he just pulled and you're the fool. Well, abs- I think that he was trying to 
get it on there <laughs> both times and just rolled with it. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I think he was actively trying. Um, the second attempt wasn't very good, though. Uh, that's all from Michael. Thanks. Thanks, Michael. I've never <laughs> heard of you before, and I still don't know if I have. Um, our next one is from Artie. Hi, Artie. Artie this, says, how this Steven one I know. Zach. We know yeah. Artie. Uh, I wasn't able to write in on time for intro to recycled cinema as I was dealing with a health scare. Been there, oh. sister girl. Uh, but I got round let's to watching. Let's not belittle the- what maybe you pooped for three days. I know it really sucked, but let's. We don't know what's going on with Artie. Let's not. Hey, let's, maybe, maybe Artie had a serious poop thing too. You're like the person who you know someone's partner just committed suicide, and you're like, well, my oh, gerbil died when I was breakup. in middle school, so we're <laughs> basically the same. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel. Um, so I hope you're okay, Artie. Yeah. Disregard. Thank Steven. you. I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> and Artie, we hope you get better soon too. Yeah, happy um, birthday! <laughs> but I got around to watching the episode after you uploaded the podcast onto Patreon, and agree with you hold har- wholeheartedly about it. While it has some moments of funny dialogue, the episode overall feels pointless. It feels like at this point the show is running out of steam, and it's a sad reminder that the end is near. Mm-hmm. Grifting 101 is, by contrast, such an enjoyable watch. The episode gives me season one vibes in that its plot features an actual class and focuses on the dynamic between students and teachers. On top of this, it has a perfect end tag, and I love that with season six, the end tags feel like a separate, wacky production. Nice. Uh, My MVP for the episode is undoubtedly Roger DeSalvo, despite being the villain. Matt Berry was perfectly pompous and hilarious, especially when delivering everyone's favorite line of the episode, You hit me! With a woman's hand, you Midwestern floozy. <laughs> Other well-delivered lines I love include Annie's, oh, this is just one of those things where Jeff gets jealous of something dumb. Um, and Abed's, <laughs> yeah. just so you know, if I do marry this thing, and we have half-stings children, when they ask me how to grift, I'm going to tell them to watch their mother, not to listen to you. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Um, I hope you both appreciate this episode as much as I do. It is apparently quite a polarizing episode. I think in part because it's weirdly placed too late in the season's run. I think that if it was aired earlier on in the first half of the episodes, it may have been perceived better all around. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts, Artie. P.S. I should have mentioned this in an earlier email, but I got really excited at the prospect of The Good Place being the show you guys move on to after Community. Nice. I won't be able to vote because I refuse to sign up to Twitter. It's scary. But if I could, I would probably vote for this show. Well, here's what I'll say to that. I did, you know, I do wish that we could have a better way for anybody who wants to possibly vote to vote, but it would be way too convoluted to run more than one poll, and Twitter is our biggest audience. Could we run a Patreon poll? I have almost thought, and now we shouldn't be coming up with this type of stuff on the podcast. We should have figured this out like when we came mm-hmm. up with the concept so many months ago. Uh, I have thought, should we let the poll decide the winner and then pass it on to like the council of the patrons for it to be confirmed? Mm. But then like, should what they if be like the. It's not confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we talk about it. We make plans for these situations. I think maybe we could give the patrons weighted votes but how do we put that into a twitter poll how do we well we do the twitter poll and we count the votes and probably the same thing wins both and it's fine 
and then we do the Patreon poll, yeah. and we count those, but then we double them or multiply them by three even. But how does that work when we're talking like the percentage votes? That well, we it'll get give you the number, poll. and then we oh, add right. it all okay. together. And it, does, it doesn't it give us the number for each option. It just gives us number of votes all over. Oh, on and Twitter? We could, we could of, do the yeah. math. We could do the math. I, I will volunteer to do the math. <laughs> I'll do the math. Is that all the emails? I'll do the math. <laughs> yes, that's all. Thanks, everyone, for Thanks, writing everybody. in. Follow us on Twitter, at YouCan'tDisAPod, to keep up to date with which episodes we're still looking for emails for. Or, if you want, you could always just, like, work ahead and get us some emails for the last couple episodes, because your chance is running out. So, can'tDisappointPodcast.gmail.com. Send us them thoughts. Steven, you know bones. what time it is, right? Yeah, I know what time it is. It's time to talk about... I'm just kidding. It is. It is time to talk about. Did Stephen watch the Did episode? Stephen, this watch week. the episode this week. That's not what Matt Berry sounds like at all. I was being arty. From Glee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's one of the people on the Secret Celebrity Drag Race this season. I could see that, but yeah. don't they have to be like celebrities? Well. <laughs> I guess. So, you know what what time it is. We've got to spend 20 whole seconds learning everything there is to know about this episode from one mm. Stephen Baker. How are you feeling about the task at hand in front of well, you today? Well, I've seen this episode once in my life. I you haven't watch, watched it, saw it once. Yeah. in about several hours because I watched it at 9 a.m. It's currently 1.26. So, uh, I'm feeling great, Zach. I'm going to get an A-plus this week. Well, you All don't right. believe in A-pluses. So I believe, I guess I'll get an A. Maybe you'll make me believe, because I believe in life after love. Do you believe in life after love? All right, you've got 20 seconds on the clock. No, you don't. It's a stopwatch. Are you ready? I am snap out of it. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we've got Grifting 101. We're all going to learn the grift. Surprise, the grifter is the teacher. He's grifting everyone. So they're going to grift him because Jeff will not be grifted by a grifter. So then they grift the teacher into faking an injury and then paying all the money. But then they tricked him and they cooked the money back to the school. So either he owes the money or he leaves. So then he gets out of there. Meanwhile, uh, time. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's what was – that was not bad. That was uh, – a good job of uh, getting rid of certain details to make sure you catch everything. Mm-hmm. However, I would have liked like a mention of briefcases. Sure. Um, I would have liked a mention of maybe Britta's involvement in yeah. the second half of the episode. I don't think you did too bad. Maybe a little bit more of a focus on Jeff, too. Sure. But I think it was good enough to get you uh, a B. Thank you. I'll take it. I thought you did a pretty decent job. Thank you so much. And let's move right on from that and do our favorite funny moments this week. I'll go ahead and rip the band-aid off a little bit. I've come around to really enjoying this episode. Mm-hmm. However, it's not exactly an episode that has tons of memeable community moments. It's mm-hmm. kind of more like if the concept and joke of the episode works for you, you'll have a lot of fun yeah. with it. So I don't have quite as many favorite funny moments this week, but I do have a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have a few. Um, the first one I want to say is when Frankie was like, I have some extra briefcases. And I think it was Annie was like, shocker. Or somebody said that. I thought that was really funny. Uh, I wrote down also from that beginning scene, someone says, what's a grifter? And 
Elroy says, I'll show you. Or I'll tell you for five bucks. No. <laughs> then you better sign me up for that class. <laughs> um, I liked when they get into the class and he's like throwing the hat and missing. I thought that whole bit was very funny. My second one is also from that moment. And it's specifically the way that he delivers the line when he's like, and this is Grifting 101. <laughs> he says it really funnily. And it made me laugh every time. Um, I like the Abed's joke about the half the sting children and i thought that was really funny uh i have two more i wrote down I, britta had a take on the word disarming where she was talking about like taking someone's Pick arms my or arms i forget the specific line but it mm-hmm. was there's been a couple bits this season of britta having weird understandings of the definition of certain words what was yeah. the other one do you remember there was another one um i, I don't remember what it was but i remember it head, but it was funny and it reminded me of that um I thought it was very comical, the special effect of him, like, healing across the Yes, that floor. was Jesus really funny. Um, I have one more. My last one, uh, it's really funny when Britta throws a punch at Matt Berry's character and when Matt Berry says, you Midwestern floozy, Midwestern it's just really floozy. funny. Um, I thought the briefcase parade was kind of funny. <laughs> Garrett's demeanor through the <laughs> briefcase parade and uh, Leonard flipping off the professor was also super yeah. funny from his like hotel setup. Um, I liked when Chang was like, everyone was in it on the whole time. And they're like, except you. And he's like, cause I can't, I be, can't trusted. be trusted. <laughs> thought that was funny. And my last Chang had one, a lot of really funny yeah, like, I like liners Chang's throughout week. the episode. Um, and then my last one was in that in tag specifically when it just said Jeff Winger as him. him. <laughs> uh, that whole sequence is perfect and we'll get into it. I love when, uh, when he's talking about the setup and he's like, this man saved my life and I thought I owed him for it. And then the picture of Jeff goes black and white. And it's like, and apparently he did too. <laughs> And that's just, we'll talk about it more, but I've just got to say, that's such a funny joke idea yeah. that you can't help but think throughout the episode, who is this guy? Yeah. Why does this guy keep showing up? Why is he helping them? And then they make like a movie trailer out of why at the end was so funny. Let's talk about what we think of the episode. I am fond of this episode. It's not an all-timer, but I think at the point of the season that we're at right now, it's a really strong episode and it made me laugh more and it made me more invested and it made me kind of like believe the characters were the characters a little bit more than some of the recent episodes have. I just had a real good, fun, harmless time with this one and I'm not someone who has any, I've never seen The Sting, I've never seen The Grifters. I don't have any frame of reference for those specific homage moments in this episode, but I am familiar with the whole idea of grift type plots and how stupid they are if you really think about them especially moments with like all the briefcases just being everywhere and we know which one has the money in it (laughs) so what's with all the showmanship i i still had fun with it even not having seen those movies and i know that you don't quite feel as strongly about it so i'll say like growing up i watched a lot of the oceans movies Mm mm-hmm Leverage was one of my favorite shows on TV, which is like a grifting show. Catch Me If You Can is one of my favorite movies of all time. I haven't seen Catch Me Um, If You Can. Great Pretender is one of my favorite anime of all time, and that's a grifting, like it's about Mm -hmm. like con artist type show. So I I, I am really into the whole grifting movie thing. I think when it's well done, it can be really, really good, but I also think it can be really cheesy. So I appreciate the poking fun at that, you know. I just think because this episode, like... I had not seen this episode before preparing. Was that kind of fun? 
A little bit, but I knew exactly what was going to happen from the very beginning. Yeah, and I well, think sure. that for me made it a little bit less enjoyable when they're doing like the fourth double cross that's happening. You know, but I, I, I don't that. think it's a bad episode. I like it more than some of the, the others this season. End of it though, even if you know there's going to be it. So it, it's impossible to not think of the conspiracy theories episode. And mm. obviously this episode doesn't hold a candle to the conspiracy yeah. theories episode. But I did think there was an interesting bit of adversary between Jeff and the professor this week that I thought was kind of fun to watch. Mm. And by the end of it, even though I knew each twist was going to come when it came, it was satisfying to see how they won over the the traveling salesman type guy in the end mm. of the episode. Um, I can see where you're coming from, but I was willing to go with it this time and have, yeah. have a good I th- time. And I think of the episodes where it's the... And I like that they poked fun at the fact that every time any sort of male figure or anyone walks into the room, Jeff immediately gets mad and jealous. I think mm-hmm. that was fine to point out. But of those episodes, I think that I really like the pottery one much more than this. I like the Todd episode more than this. I think there's a few that I enjoy more that have a similar structure. I do think that it was creative all the ways they got over and how like, oh, so there is no plan. Ah, but there is a plan. There was always a plan. That but stuff there, was funny. Yeah, I think this I, is a I really good episode. That. I really liked when the first telegram came because that was really funny. And he's like, ah, they want to secure the funds, but I'm going to be a millionaire. And he's like, oh, no, that guy left his uh, lottery, lottery ticket. ticket on the table. Like that That's was the funny. same guy as the telegram. No, it isn't. Yeah. How no, do you know isn't. that? What? <laughs> what? What telegram? <laughs> like, I do think all that was funny. I don't know what I wanted out of this episode. I don't know what it is because I, I think Do you that think because... it's possible that how soured you are a little bit on season six might be influencing these episodes that aren't that bad? No, I was excited for this one. I don't know okay. if maybe my expectations were too high mm-hmm. or, or what because I'm like, okay, this is a concept I really like. I like the, the guest stars doing a great job. Like I, I'm all for it. But I just felt a little let down. Like I think there were a few moments that I was just like, eh. Let's dive into it and see if we Let's can pinpoint do it. it. What do you think of just the facade of this episode? I don't think the watercolor type paintings do a whole lot other than I think that's what they're referencing when they say so much of the sting is animated. Mm-hmm. But I did really like the ragtime piano throughout the episode. Yeah. This was the first time in a while that they've made that big of an aesthetic change with an episode. Mm-hmm. And especially with season six being kind of light on incidental music as a whole. Yeah. I thought it did a lot to... Because this isn't an homage episode, but there's nothing really visually changed about the world of the show. Mm-hmm. I think changing the music and adding a little more music to this episode really helped make it feel a little more special. Well, and because I haven't seen The Sting... Um, all the grifting stuff that I have seen has not been in that era, so I didn't really understand that connection for me. I don't know if the sting takes place in the And again, 30s. I don't really know either, <laughs> but even without getting the reference, I did like the feel they were setting up with it, and I was mm-hmm. able to, to hop in and go along. I haven't seen the sting. And honestly, after the way they talk about it in this episode, I don't know how anxious I am yeah, to Yeah, I don't see think it. I'd want to. <laughs> The diabetes runner is pretty funny. Yeah. All of it from the way Jeff cleverly says, well, I don't get excited about classes here because I work here. It's like can't. It's like getting diabetes. I forget exactly the way he mm-hmm. likens it. But then Chang just so genuinely saying like, yeah, I was just saying how teaching here gave me diabetes too. And then listed that he probably has diabetes. <laughs> it's just funny the way that – it's really funny the way that they've – 
weaved Chang into the main group yeah. of the show and how everyone else always looks at him with disdain and kind of like doesn't really care much what he has to say but at the same time you do see like a little bit of yeah, concern like and concerned Frankie about that, him still. that he should get some help he's not gonna take care of himself <laughs> well and to be fair it is elroy and frankie asking about them not any of the rest of the study group <laughs> none of the people that were here for when he was the dictator that took yeah. over the school uh, Annie introduces the idea of the grifting class, and everyone gets excited. She thinks it'd be a cute, fun class to take together, and I kind of like that. It's kind of a, well, we've all moved on a little bit from where we were a couple yeah. years ago, and this is a fun, low-stakes Greendale class that we could all joke about. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of classes like the, I think, it is it also in the pottery episode where they do the sailing class? Is that the same episode? With Pierce outside. That might be the same episode. Because I think it is, because Pierce and Jeff have that moment when Jeff is all burnt out from the rich stuff, and Pierce, like, gives him a little bit of a pep talk mm -hmm. before he, well, after he, like, the, they threw him off the boat. Yeah. And he fa and he was going to row himself back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it reminds me a lot of that episode, actually. Mm -hmm. And Basic Pottery, or Beginner Pottery, is a phenomenal episode. I don't think that this episode is that far from the quality of that episode for me. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a good upper, middle tier, lower upper tier episode for me. And I think this is a strong upper middle tier episode for me. Wow. It kind of reminds me of those. I get the season one comparisons. Mm -hmm. I think Abed is having more fun in this episode than he's been I having do. I really like season. Abed in this episode. I think he is having fun. And that's what I like. So I feel like that was one thing in season five is Abed didn't have as much fun. And that was what, you know, kind of hurt that runner a little bit. I like the joke there that I kind of missed the first time. Jeff says something, uh, you're just going to get grifted like when you took an oceanography class, except this time you're not all going to get a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. They took an oceanography class and they all got goldfish. They all got goldfish. And I also like the way that even though this is a 28-minute episode and there are some things that – there are some scenes that run a little longer, I mm. like that the show knows that the characters and we know the characters enough to know how Jeff is going to react to this before yeah. he even sees the grifting guy, before anyone even takes the class. Just the concept of he feels like he can get one over on everyone else, mm -hmm. and now there's this other guy on campus who that's his job to teach people that he can do that. That They just know Jeff is going to get pissed before mm -hmm. anything's happened, and I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> Elroy, who's like, I'm judging you, and my dinner table folds down from a wall. <laughs> Elroy has become I, – I remember thinking when he was first introduced that Frankie felt really weaved into the group, but it was going to take some time for Elroy to kind of feel like he belonged in the group. And it still kind of feels like he doesn't belong in the group, but, <laughs> but I think all of his one-liners are some of the funniest of any of the characters. Yeah. So the group is deciding that they're going to take the grifting class because it'll be fun and kind of against Jeff. We get the runner on how people are going to borrow money and from British I think British they should have gone into for... the thing before they made this Brita joke because I don't think it's funny. You think you should have gone like the theme song? Is yeah, that what you're saying? they should have gone into it before this Brita joke. Yeah, they must think it's – they must have just thought it was the funniest joke in the well, world. Well, because they made it Brita. twice in 30 seconds. Yeah. I more like the jokes about how they need briefcases and Frankie has the extra briefcases you pointed out than being like, mm -hmm. of course she does. But then all of the grifty things of the class that does feel very like old timey traveling salesman of, <laughs> but it has to be uh, a standard grade, uh, like a specific kind of briefcase that it's costs very, a oh, we'll buy this money. chocolate carrying ch case to hold your chocolate carrying cases. Yeah, absolutely. What do you contribute to this group besides negativity? Watch this. Can I have $150?
See? See, I do like the moment. I wish the only Britta's money joke had been the one between her and Abed high That would have been funny. Because uh, Annie hasn't done a lot this season. And one of the things that she's done the most is shit on Britta for the parents thing and mm-hmm. or shit on her for, for just sleeping on their couch and, and yeah. not paying rent. And Annie, more than any character in the show, like I go back and forth on when I like her or not. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they do a really strong Annie episode where you empathize with her and you see that she's growing. And then other times she's just cruel to her friends. Yeah, she's just shitty sometimes. I do like the ragtime theme song because it opens mm-hmm. up with that classic da 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 and then it really effortlessly blends into the melody of the community theme song. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really neat. I would have even liked if they had had the forethought to do a different type of visual too. Like I a, thought that would have been really fun like too. Something... Or even like make the paper look old and have the yeah. same stuff on it. That'd be funny. Exactly. But it was a really cool touch to put the ragtime music and to continue it throughout the episode. It's something that mm-hmm. I think makes this a special season six episode because they haven't been doing aesthetic stuff like that as yeah. much. So now we're at the first day of grifting class. And Matt Barry is just such a gifted performer. The way he commits, to, he just is this guy. And he commits to this guy being a mm-hmm. real guy, even though he's a caricature of a guy. And there's so many funny jokes within this class. I think the idea of him being a con man and being a con man in they all just pass briefcases back and forth <laughs> from each other because that's how you grift, I think is really, really funny. Matt Berry's speaking voice is so unique mm-hmm. and so stand out that, I don't know, it, it brings a lot of personality to this shady character. It brings a lot of color to him. Yeah, I think he's a great performer in that really, like... Like, it comes across as very genuinely... Even though it's such a not real type of person. All the shots of them passing briefcases back and forth while sitting in their desks is so funny. (laughs) And when he's yelling at him, he's like, do it. Do it real fast. Pass him like hell. Pass him like your sister's dying. (laughs) And continue that for about 40 minutes. Slick Pockets Tucker. My name is Slick Pockets Tucker. No, it's not. (laughs) He was wondering the next lesson because they're all starting to feel rifted by this just being the class they just pass briefcases back and forth and after this they're going to learn how to pass two briefcases at a time so they'll all have to buy another one i really like the moment when he has like a cute evil little laugh at them like doing what he tells them to and they're like what he's like it's a very funny book (laughs) (laughs) then we're gonna get you know kind of your classic jeff was right all along Mm -hmm. scene where they all come to the cafeteria uh upset about how they got grifted in 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 their class and jeff's gonna rub it in their face i like jeff in this episode he does some stuff that under different circumstances can make him look like being an asshole to his friends but he was right the whole time in this episode and he kind of just gets to i don't know it's the type of sarcastic jeff that doesn't rub me any type of way briefcase swapping talcum for grifter's palm extra believable socks all the (laughs) things they're being talked into buying i did like the line where chang's like these are actually half off i feel like i grifted him I think Jeff is cute in the way that he is, like, rubbing this in their face this time. He's like, so let me catch up. You guys took a grifting class, and <laughs> and they know. They know that they kind of messed up, even though, I don't know, I like this episode because there isn't really that high of stakes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really mad at each other. I like that this isn't the study group versus each other in this matter. It's just kind of a fun game for them to grift the grifty guy. They're not really yeah. even that mad at him, other than when Jeff kind of thinks he's a jerk later. Yeah, I think it's that's fun. true. 
they get Jeff to agree to help them, to help get revenge and to grift the grifter back. Jeff thinks that's stupid too, but it's obviously going to eat at his ego and proving that he's the ultimate faker in the school. The reverse <laughs> pissing contest line is so bizarre. Yeah. It's the type of stuff that would have and maybe should have been cut if the show was still mm-hmm. on NBC, but it's the type of really weird thing you can only do on this type of streaming show that I am glad for every now and then. It's just bizarre. Yeah, like I think the Chang runner is, like you said, it's weird and it probably would and should be cut, but it's a little bit funny. There are a lot of little bits with Matt, Matt Berry in this episode. There are some that I think are really funny, some that I think are less funny. I do really like this one when Jeff walks in on him at his desk, at Jeff's desk, yeah. and he's on the phone Drinking and the way he's saying scotch. like, good show, good show, puts his finger up. Oh, what show? No, I've never seen that show. <laughs> and this is the scene... I'm not going to have as much to say about it. It's a good scene. Like I said, I think there's some fun adversary in between the way they at first kind of get along and they uh, uh, at first – I keep forgetting the professor's actual name. Yeah, DeSalvo. DeSalvo. The way DeSalvo at first sees Jeff as maybe a kindred spirit but then very quickly is like, no, I'm an artist. I'm God as he says later and, and Jeff is lower than that. I think there's some good stuff there. But this is one of those like – four or five minute dialogue scenes that has a couple funny moments and we get what they're Mm -hmm. trying to do with the scene really quickly that it could have been uh, zipped up just a little. Well, and I think Jeff is annoyed enough with him at the very beginning. Well, I mean, he's drinking his booze and sitting at his desk. That you don't need to have all the dialogue that you have here where he's like, we "Ah, don't need to show the whole process of Jeff becoming against the guy. He can be instantly against the guy when he sees him taking up his desk. And he's like, I used to be a grifter, but I'm not a grifter anymore. And he's like, you weren't a grifter, you were a liar. And he's like, I'm not a liar, I'm a grifter master, just like you. And he's like, you're not. And it is funny, Dan Harmon talked about it on the commentary a little bit, that this argument that they're having is kind of the joke of the episode, that talking about how grifting is an art form and it's just Mm -hmm. stupid and you don't have to be special to do it, you just are a bad guy. Yeah. Like, they're really not that different from each other. I am God. Such such pride in the type of swindler that each of them are. I do like all of Matt Berry's lines about being God and about being God's paintbrush. No, wait, I am God, which (laughs) means I'm better than you. And Jeff agrees to walk away and disagree, but you know it's because he's got the the fire of a grift in his heart. Mm -hmm. I like when he pulls out the mirror. I was going to say, this is a moment that didn't work for me as much. Yeah. I love Matt Berry. I just, like, they could have cut this. The scene could have left with... Jeff. Probably should have. I do like the image, yeah, of them passing the briefcases back and forth. Abed and Annie, what I kind of mentioned to Lily while we were watching this today is on the set of the show, Allison and Danny especially were like best friends. And I feel like season six, when they get to do a lot of like group work, you can just tell how much fun they have with each other when they get this physical bit here of passing the briefcase back and forth really intensely. Like just their stare <laughs> and their stance is really funny. It kind of reminds me of when they did like the milking a cow handshake thing. Yeah. It's just that Allison Bree and Danny Pudi have a really weird sense of humor together and it shows in the show and I think it's really wholesome. It's really cute. The, oh, no, now we're replacing it with other words thing didn't really work for me. Yeah, when he's like, grift, yeah. if you keep saying grift, I'm gonna grift. Yeah, Elroy turns into a smurf for a second. Yeah. I think, okay, so this one is weird, but in the context of how many times it happens throughout the episodes, I kind of like all the cheesy everybody jumping in the cafeteria and now that i've seen it a couple of times i like this one in which they're really into it and everyone else in the cafeteria is like 
what are you guys doing? Well, and I think that makes that's what makes it funny for me, this one, because everyone else is like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense later in the episode, because how many times have they had a cafeteria Dave Matthews band party? Like the Greendale Doop. student body is down to Doop. party Doop. at any time. What I thought was really funny here, as they're walking away after they have their moment and it ends kind of awkwardly because everyone's looking at them, uh, Abed and Annie pass their briefcases one more time (laughs) and then walk out the door. made me laugh a little bit every time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was Grifting 101 was the first title card. Now we're to the setup. We're back in the class and now everyone has three briefcases that they're all just (laughs) passing around all willy-nilly. Or I guess they have two and they're passing. Yeah. Yeah. Chang was just doing it wrong. (laughs) And they're learning about the next way that they're going to get to spend money on this class. They're going to spend money on rolls of fake money so they can practice passing their briefcases weighted with money. And this is when, you know, 10 minutes into the episode where I think things really do take off. Where Mm -hmm. from this point on, even though you see all the twists and stuff coming, that's not really the point. The point isn't to, like, solve the crime faster than the people. It's more to laugh at the ridiculousness of... Ryan Ridley, the telegram guy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny. All of the, I don't know. Like at first it's, you think that it's obvious grifts that they're doing to throw off the guy. But then when you watch it again, knowing that Jeff is just making shit up and coming up with stuff as he goes and really was hoping that the Africa telegram yeah. guy was going to work. I think it makes it even funnier. My aunt Bubba. But she left me a million dollars. But the African government wants to seize my funds. <laughs> and the professor, DeSalvo? Am I right? Mm-hmm. DeSalvo? DeSalvo? He knows what's up right away. <laughs> and he sends everyone but Elroy out and and chews him out for trying to grip him. I like the moment when, when the professor plays a little mind game on Elroy and says Jeff Winger's name to see how he reacts. Yeah. Because he immediately knows that when Jeff left and was like, oh, let's just agree to disagree, that he was leaving to start whatever plan this is. And Matt Berry, when at first he's like, nice try, then nice try twice. Then after he learns that it's Jeff's thing in the end, he's like, nice try thrice. <laughs> I did not love the thrice one. That one did not, did I think not it's tickle kind of, my funny bone. I think it's kind of funny. It didn't make me laugh, Zach. Comedy is subjective, Stephen. Comedy comes in threes. It's more the way he says it than, like, I don't know. Okay, so now we get this scene in the uh, student lounge where <laughs> Everybody's Jeff, just drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happened to, uh, to, I guess, did Frankie give them all the alcohol back after the speakeasy thing? Or did they just not mention know. it? I think they probably just brought more. <laughs> they all seem to be... <laughs> this is kind really of that it. season six thing where the show... Both of these Jeff and the Professor scenes should have been half the length. Yeah. Because they're both good, but they both take up, like, a chunk of the episode instead of the grifty shenanigans that are more fun. But I like this little pissing competition that they have. Uh, What exactly are they trying to accomplish in this scene? Are they trying to just intimidate each other? I think it's just the first scene again, but with them having more animosity. Now they're, like, agreeing to a war, kind of. Yeah. The lottery ticket scheme is funny that it's very obviously the same guy. <laughs> it is funny. The because of the internet like wink thing is a little too ham fisted. You know, fine. he's like, because the internet. Which is the place where you went to look up grifting. <laughs> it is funny because both of the two things that Jeff did, he probably did Google grifting. And these oh, were yeah. like a couple of the first things that came up that he could recreate. 
I think Jeff plays a lot of levels of disheveled in this episode, and it reminded me that Joel McHale's a pretty good actor when he's given some good lines. Yeah. He's got some great facial expressions, and he's kind of become famous for being a personality more these days. I'd love to see him deliver lines this good again in the future. Yeah, I, I, I think it's silly when he's like, okay, truce, no more grifting. But I also promise that this is worth a million. We'll split it. So like he's still like Jeff has no idea what he's doing. Frankie coming in and taking everyone's alcohol was a little weird. Does it just mean they were never supposed to have alcohol again? They were they not. No, the it's the teacher's yeah. lounge. Yeah. Okay. They're they're at work. But like in the past, that's been the thing. Everybody just drinks in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> and she's tried to stop them. Isn't that why they started the speakeasy? But that's what I was trying to think is, wasn't that resolved? Or no, it wasn't. They just no, went back to... No, she's told him to stop. Yeah. I liked this scene well, more... A lot of this episode, and I think a big reason why I like it more than you, is because it's funnier the second time. Like, mm-hmm. there's no funny grift. Like, the grift isn't hard to follow at all. Yeah. But it's funnier watching all of these scenes that weren't that funny the first time, knowing what they lead to, like with uh, Britta and the professor here. This scene doesn't really mean a lot in context of the first watch until you get mm-hmm. to the end of the episode. Other than when they shit on Britta for her parents, I do kind of like Britta in this episode. I like Britta in this episode. It kind of goes along with the uh, Honda episode with how good she was at swindling people there that she mm-hmm. ends up being a big part of why they're able to grift the grifter. And even he later on tells Britta, like, you're really good at this. Maybe you could do this. So now we get the scene where they're all in, like, some auxiliary room, like a storage room. Mm-hmm. And this is where everything kind of crumbles and they learn that Jeff's plans uh, were not a plan at all. Yeah. Because there's that funny interaction with, like, he took the bait. I thought he didn't. We didn't want him to take the bait. Oh, you're saying the same thing as me. He didn't take he the didn't bait that we did bait, not want him which to take. Is the bait? It's even Chang here who kind of points out what's wrong with what Jeff's saying. He's the one yeah. who's like, but knowing that we're grifting him, isn't that the one thing we don't want him to know? <laughs> which is what spurs then Annie to really put it together. Yeah. The, <laughs> the look, look Jeff of like gives terror in Jeff's like, face was so he's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jules really yeah, good in these I do like scenes. Jeff in he this plays one. a lot of good emotions. Improvisationally, <laughs> it's like like imagine an episode of the A Team where like Hannibal actually didn't have a plan and they were just like risking their lives winging it. Like that'd be funny. There are a couple moments in the scene that I think are really funny. Like here, when Jeff's like, "Remember when we were all jumping and hugging in the cafeteria? Well, we've all been together since then. <laughs> so when did you think I sat down and formulated a plan?" And then I also like the moment when uh, he like. Gets it all together, and he's like, okay, we're going to figure it out. Abed, do you have your computer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what do you want it for? We're going to watch The Sting. And then it cuts to them watching <laughs> The Sting. I think the timing of that reveal is really funny. Yeah, that's really good. But that's, of course, after the great dialogue about the movie The Sting and mm-hmm. Abed marrying The Sting. And the way that he snaps, listen to your mother and not you. It's so good. It's a great Abed moment. I like when Abed starts yelling because he kind of goes back into that little bit like Nicolas Cage. He goes like, bad stinger, I think is what he yells. (laughs) And I also think, this is a good episode, Steven. I think you're actually actively wrong on this one. The moment when they're all yelling at him and Jeff is just trying to save face and he's like, you guys, you're you're always picking on me, all right? I think the way he said that was really, really funny. Two minutes of fun dialogue in a good episode, it does not make it, Zachary. But I think I've been saying that about stuff pretty much this whole time so far, aside from the two kind of longer scenes with Matt Berry and Jeff. Mm -hmm. 
Look, I, I need this. I need to be better than this guy. So let me think. I'll bet. Yeah. Did you bring your laptop? Yes, right here. What do you want to do with it? Watch the sting. <laughs> <laughs> so they do. They watch the sting. Uh, most of them sleep through it. That sounds... It's very reminiscent of you and me in a laptop sitting in my car watching my a gosh. full season of television. There's like six of them in school chairs watching a full, <laughs> like, I assume, three-ish hour long movie yeah. on a little laptop screen in, in, the, in the light. Can you imagine the glare that they have to deal with? Yeah, it's probably terrible. Not the best way to watch a film whatsoever. And Sting wasn't even in it. <laughs> He, it, but he was in our first season finale. It's true. He showed up. We really busted out the guest stars in season one. Yeah, we're our out whole now. budget. Alex Webster. Yeah. <laughs> MJ. M <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford that anymore. No. In the airfare alone. I thought it was funny. So they watched the sting, and Jeff kind of puts together. So I guess what we learned from that is they like made a fake building to do the sting, <laughs> and then Chang, the way that he kind of holds onto that, and he's like, maybe we should just do that. <laughs> so much construction. Then everyone kind of bails on Jeff because it's late, and they've tried everything they can. They don't have an idea for a grift. I am a little bit confused at where the actual plan is made and put into motion. Did mm -hmm. the rest of them decide this without Jeff? Uh, or was it just Britta? I mean, it doesn't matter. And I think part of the episode is that it's stupid. Briefcase parade. Yeah. I know that she has my briefcase. You know, I, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter, but I do kind of wonder. They get caught by the professor as they're planning and scheming. And, and Jeff tries to attempt to surrender. He says that he's he, he lost and that, and that the professor is the, the better man, the better grifter. And he, the pompous professor really, really puts Jeff down with his words. Because mm -hmm. he can't even think of a metaphor pathetic enough to suit Jeff Winger. It's such a funny moment. And, okay, so you're, I already answered my own question. Britta came up with the plan. Yeah. Off of what she and the professor talked about at the Correct. bar. And part of it is that the professor thinks that she's in on something with him, but she's thought a couple steps ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, and in this moment, we don't know that yet, so it's really f***ing satisfying to watch Britta punch the shit directly in his face. It's a really good Britta moment, I think, to see her do that. Is it, here, is it warranted? Is it warranted if she's it, not already planning to do it for a grift? To run up and punch a teacher? Just because he's being a pompous asshole and he's been grifting all of them, so she's fed up and it has enough. Sure, it makes more context in the in the like that this was sort of planned. Whether or not it's a good decision, I don't know. Well, but I think I it's extra it funny because really Britta also has zero of her own money invested in this. Only other people. Well, she's gonna get a she's gonna get a little money from the professor. Well, sure, because of the injury plan. But no one else knows that. But she does. So that's why she's invested. I guess. In fact, what's funny is that really, like, we know why Jeff is invested. I guess now we kind of know why Britta is invested. A lot of the rest of the gang are just kind of around because this is fun. And yeah. I kind of like that aspect of it, that it's not like a big contentious thing. Well, they've thing. been, at this point, cheated out of $400. Well, sure, I get why they're peeved, but I think they also think it's fun to try to come up with a plan to trick a guy. Sure. This is the slip. It's such a funny moment when he heals so yeah, into the stairwell. He said, 
<laughs> it's rough. It very much looks like he's on like a a, a luggage cart type thing. Yeah, that they have. It's like he is on heelys. No, it's like he's laying back on a thing <laughs> that's been edited out. That's wheeling him. Well, maybe you know you've I mean? never been in a pair of heelys living on the edge. Of I have. The- livable angle you think you can satisfyingly glide like that in a pair of heelys (laughs) you keep them oiled you can (laughs) it's funny both here seeing what makes the uh makes the injury appear to have been real even though it is pretty obvious because it's a trope that he's gonna gonna use this injury to try to get money out of the school uh, I, I think it's funny both here how it looks real and then later on when we see him really like gingerly walk down the steps and chew on the capsule and haphazardly lie down. I think that the funniest part of this for me is Chang. Oh, he's that, grifting. That's grif blood. I'm sure it's carb syrup and food dye. Someone, someone lick it. it. I Not would, me, but my diabetes. My diabetes. <laughs> then the funniest thing is after he says I would, but my diabetes, he looks at it for a while like he really wants to he be really the one to lick to take it. A lick, yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Next title card, we've got the payoff. Uh, we don't get very much Dean Pelton in this episode, but this one joke that he gets in the way that he really milks it with his physicality, I think is really funny. It's hilarious. Lily said this, Lily works at a bank, and Lily was mm-hmm. like, this is me at work every day. Like, 20? <laughs> 21. But did you really count the money, or did you just count the stats? <laughs> and he does the, like, lift his curls little motion. He's like, um. I need to start again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you give uh, Jim Rash just one line in an episode or two lines in an episode, and he'll make it one of the funniest jokes. Mm -hmm. Chang, Chang keeping keeping record record. throughout this, basically all he gets is that uh, Frankie is disgusted for the record. Mm -hmm. And what's going on here? The school is offering uh, the professor money to keep the injury quiet. I kind of like, and I noticed watching this, for such a long episode, I like that a lot of the buildup of that fact was it happened without us seeing it. Mm-hmm. A, a worse show would be like a whole scene of I'm suing and you guys better give me money. And then being like, well, I do we gotta like keep this quiet. I like that. We cut Here's direct to question, this part has happened. Yeah. At this moment in time, uh-huh. other than Britta, who's in on it? Who's in on it? I'm sure. And now this might've even been, now I have an idea for what could have made... I like this episode. I have an idea for what could have made it a little better. What if it had been about, like, all of them have their separate ideas of that, what the exactly. grift is going to be? Funny. Of, like, how they're going to get the briefcase that has all the money in it, and mm-hmm. it keeps, like, changing hands, and they keep butting heads. Um, I don't think... I think maybe what the issue here is, and Dan made it clear from the commentary, is that he's not super into uh, grift movies and stuff. Even the episode of Rick and Morty that goes a little deeper into Ocean's Eleven and stuff also makes it clear that they have quite Mm. a bit of disdain for that type of, like, showy, doing-a-thing storytelling. I replaced the tape in the deck three months ago because I knew that, you know, well, I knew that you were going to do it, so I untied my shoelace just at the precise moment. I think there's like two schools of thought. It's like one, the episode doesn't give enough for some of the reveals that it has. Or on mm-hmm. the other hand, the whole point of the whole episode is that grifting is stupid, whether you think you're the person doing it or the person getting grifted, and it's stupid and who cares and what's the point. And that's a very Dan Harmon season six mentality It is that can lead to really funny pointed uh, like 
thoughtful things on society, like really funny moments, but it does kind of feel like a lot of the season has in certain points that he's strung out and, and can't break a story. So he breaks himself and then writes that. Well, I also think it would have been funnier. Cause like, obviously someone else is in on, in on it because of what well, happened. That, that was to start your question. But is there anybody else other than Britta at right this point here? Who's already in on it? I think no, and they're at a loss for having to give him this money. Mm -hmm. They're glad to at least he's not going to keep them out of court. And most of them are thinking this is part of the grift and we've got to figure something out. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that anyone else is in on the plan. Yeah, well, because in a little bit when they show what happens in the next scene after this, like what really happened, they make, I think, the wrong joke. I think they make a joke about the briefcase being really clumsily switched. Which sure is funny because none of them actually got good at switching briefcases. They just actually wore down the friction, which is why yeah. Annie and Abed could do it. But I think it would have been also funny to actually have Annie and Abed smoothly like switch a briefcase at some point, and like it's really like I think that would have been funny as well. They should have had their cake and eaten it too because the scene with the briefcase parade and stuff is really funny. Mm -hmm. And the point is that it's all for visuals and it does not matter. Yeah. But wouldn't it have been fun if they did that and also had a couple of cool exactly. nifty switchovers in the scene just for fun because it's fun anyway? Just for fun. Yeah. Because if you're going to have an episode like this that is just for fun, we're have totally. Fun with it letting slide that for a moment here not that it matters because who are who are these students anymore the Brita gets expelled from the school yeah they kind of forget too well Elroy has the funny moment like you can't you can't expel Brita she's the heart of this group she uh, started it as a <laughs> chemistry class back to, to have <laughs> sex with Troy and everyone's like no and Chang's like that's exactly right <laughs> we're four week episodes left in the season semester why did the dean put the magazine in the one? Because he wants him to sign up for classes with this money that he has <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll just put this in here just in case. That is funny. Don't help me, anyone. <laughs> so the professor wheels away with his money, and the study group is like group hug two, three. When Matt Berry has the neck brace on, it kind of makes like with his, with his facial hair. It kind of looks like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So he's outside waiting in the hallway, and Britta calls him into the the supply room to fill in the gaps of what went on in their conversation earlier, and uh, continues the grift past just the guy getting the money and, and walking away with it. Mm -hmm. So Britta had agreed to meet with him there later to get a cut of the money for kicking off the injury grift mm -hmm. of it all, but he was, of course, just going to leave with the money, so Britta called him away like as soon as she could after everything went down and he does he gives her a couple handfuls of money doesn't he That's yeah like, he gives her a couple stacks we get a flashback of what really happened during the fall him just taking one step at a time really stepping easily than i do when i'm just normally walking down the stairs yeah and then biting a blood capsule oh oh god <laughs> <laughs> It was also kind of interesting here because in a moment, uh, you know, the professor tells Britta that she'd be good at grifting and maybe she should go into it further. And they have like an emotionally charged moment that leads to a kiss that, mm -hmm. of course, is because of the grift and briefcases are switching behind it. But it was kind of I could see a little bit like not knowing the episode for the first time, thinking that maybe Britta and the professor are about to have sex or something, because we've seen Britta be attracted to these type of guys in the past. 
I don't think it's that much different from the the subway Honda scenario at all. Oh, how dare you belittle <laughs> the pure, honest name of Honda like Not that, Subway Zach. so much. No, Subway, don't say their name if they're not paying us. They've had their struggles. Yeah. You know what the best getaway car is? The Honda Fit. It's We're got enough this. zip to get up out of there. I don't like it when it cuts to him singing in the hallway in his wheelchair for a second, but when the professor is just happy because he got to kiss a pretty girl and they're yeah. going to meet at a hotel later and he's being totally f***ed over and not realizing it, his some say I'm a lucky grifter is pretty funny. I, I didn't like the line though because Britta's like, oh, I'm only doing this for Jeff's sake or something like that. I didn't care for that, but I I, I, I do. It's she's, she's pulling one over on him. Yeah. You say you're saying you don't like that she's only pulling one over on him to help Jeff. I don't like that. That's what she's saying there. I don't know how true that is, but okay. Yeah, this is when you realize something's got to be wrong. The weight feels a little weird. He's starting to realize he got grifted as he walks away with the money. Not the luckiest grifter. Not the king of England. Not the He's king got, of England. Got the fake stacks. They do a good job of every time they like cut to what actually happened. Of like when we saw this for the first time, it looked mm. the same, and it, they made it so it would be possible for this to be happening behind them. Yeah, I think I always like when shows are able to do that, like show you th mm -hmm. the scene again from a different angle. Whose hands do you think those were? Elroy's. I wasn't sure if it was Elroy or Abed because it was in black and white. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought Elroy too. They looked like old man hands, not the smooth, silky Danny Pudi little mitts. That's fair, and you spent a lot of time looking at those hands. Oh, I'm very familiar with Danny Glover's hands. You, I can look, pick out I, a lineup. I get what you're saying when, because you like grift stuff, you wish there had been a little bit more to the sequence that happens right here. But mm -hmm. I just think as a visual, and as this asshole professor getting f***ed over like easily, I think it's funny. I like the Leonard with, <laughs> dressed up like I a bellboy. I do like the Leonard. With all the, all the briefcases, identical briefcases. <laughs> then he just starts knocking them over. <laughs> <laughs> This is pointless. I already know she has the briefcase. I think that's like the funniest. But part then of the they walk right next to him again. So, which I get the point. None of it matters. But also, also she walks right there. But I'm sure the briefcase has switched hands. The you would money think. Briefcase. Have right. they? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think now that there are so many briefcases, so many people, and they're part of that line, he can no longer be so sure that it's her that's holding his briefcase. I like Abed's face the whole time. He looks mm -hmm. like a Muppet. Yeah. He turns back around to look at Leonard as everyone gets away up the <laughs> stairs, and he can't get up the stairs unless he reveals that his injuries were fake, and Leonard yeah. just flips him off. That's such a good moment. It's Rest good. in peace, Richard Erdman. He had some iconic stuff Cutie on guy. this show. <laughs> so he does. He ditches the injury. He gets up, goes up the stairs, and chases them to the cafeteria. Has the cafeteria, the cafeteria been up upstairs? a series of stairs this whole time? That can't be true. You can get there right from outside. There's no way. <laughs> but in that shot where he comes around the corner, doesn't it kind of look like he came from upstairs or downstairs? Well, like, look at this a second. Okay. So he well, turns because around. because we see him running upstairs. Stairs, but that's then, why it looks like that. But then not... the next shot, I don't know. Flat. You're right. It's yeah, <laughs> I, You're right. I like that we get a moment with Officer Kakowski in this. His moments in season six have been pretty funny. I think so, too. And... This is basically the professor's comeuppance is that 
they didn't really even need to successfully grift him. They just got him to break his grift in front mm-hmm. of everybody. Uh, if his injury isn't real, and if they never wrote down that they gave him the money because they were keeping it quiet, either he, either they give him money and they owe it back to him for some reason, or nobody gets any yeah. money and we just walk away. I think it's a really satisfying conclusion. You know, community's done things in the past, like uh, in season four when the guy's going to give them money and then they just get the money. There's no yeah. like, and this is what happens, so they don't get the money. I like that there's no questions of, well, what happens to the $50,000? I think it's a, a an ending that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would have liked, though, if it, like they had kind of almost like a Kaiser Soze ending where like the dean was walking back to his office with the $50,000. Had like a stack of money in his pocket yeah, or something. that'd be funny. The dean's not that smart. It couldn't be the dean. That's fair. And it is funny as he's like, everybody saw this. Everyone's going to vouch for me. And then everyone else walking in like, hi, what happened? <laughs> I think that's a little funny. The ending works for me. Don't bring me down. I like this episode. <laughs> I would probably put this episode in the top three of the season for me so far. Wow. Maybe the third, but I think it is in the top three of the season for me so far. It's probably in my top half. It's not going to stay in the top three, but right now it's there. And Jeff couldn't have been the bad guy. He was putting together a puzzle the whole time. <laughs> and Jeff is the one who explains kind of what we were just talking about. That mm-hmm. They've already won. He's explaining that they owe him money for no reason because him saying what he's saying just gives it all up. So either admit you got grifted or admit that you lied about your injuries and owe the school $50,000. And it is a satisfying moment when the grifter does break and he says, you grifted me. I think it's a satisfying moment, and Matt Berry plays off that moment really well. It's a little bit of an earned celebration after a whole episode of them trying to force group hugs in the cafeteria. (laughs) And Kukowski wasn't there for any police business at all. He's just there for class. The dean kind of fires DeSalvo, says Mm -hmm. it wouldn't make sense if he keeps teaching the class, and they pretty much kick him on the ass right outside the school. Kick him right on the ass. And, you know, season six has had a lot of weird we don't know how to end the episode so we're just gonna end it with everybody hugging and having a good time yeah but this is one of the ones where it kind of works for me just because they're also ridiculous and positive and we get to see the thwarted DeSalvo as the everyone yells hot dogs hot dogs i think is pretty funny hot dogs it works just fine for me hot dogs the, the chang realizing why he's the only one who wasn't in on it the whole time because he can't be trusted yeah, hot dogs, hot dogs. Really funny. Hot dogs. I don't think anybody's ever gotten that excited for a hot dog. Like, a hot dog's good. A hot dog's fine. I don't know. I get it's pretty not excited sometimes about hot dogs. I'm literally going to go make hot dogs and we finish this. And they're going to well, be yummy. That's the end of the episode, but thankfully the end tag is a strong highlight this week. I think it's funny. After a couple weeks of not the best end tags, the rest of the season is back at it with some some strong end tags. Uh, and we learn the real history of Ryan Ridley, the the telegram man, the, the lottery guy, and why he's so willing to do anything Jeff <laughs> might need him to help out with, and why maybe he's getting sick of it too. It's mm-hmm. really funny in his moment here when he's like, Whatever you need, just say it and I'll do it. And Jeff's like, well, I kind of need help moving a mattress this weekend. And you can see his spirit kind of break a little bit. He's like, okay. okay. Yeah, cool. Let me know. And he leaves. And then we get his origin story. It feels very like a CW show. Oh, yeah. 
I think it like what Artie said about it seems like a whole separate production because yeah. when they do these in tags in season six, there's like three or four sets in this that we don't ever see any other time. There's like eighty shots. And they shots. all look like like NBC shows. Like they're <laughs> there's like the eighty shots different. when the rest of the episode has been really long, drawn out scenes. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny. I felt like I owed him my life. Apparently he agreed. <laughs> all the shots he, he pours booze for jeff he pours uh he washes his car he shines his shoes he rushes to the dry cleaner he brings all the coffee waters the plants he <laughs> gets haunted by like a scooby-doo villain while he's <laughs> looking through file folders massages his scalpel and then yeah the the title card the, the guy, guy from, from jeff's, jeff's gym, gym starring, starring ryan, ryan ridley, ridley and jeff winger as him uh, <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face he answers the phone and you know so jeff asked him to do something he's like <sighs> and then that's the end of the episode it's that's great. a great in tag steven do you feel maybe a little warmer about the episode i don't think i was ever cold i never said it was bad i just don't think i was quite as as up on it as you were i mean i think it's okay but as a whole i've still been pretty underwhelmed by season six I mean, season six's best episodes are really good, but they're very much in the, oh, don't stop watching Community because there are some really mm-hmm. good episodes coming up, and there are. They don't quite reach the heights, but what sitcom in its sixth season does? And Community, a show that like does so many weird things and keeps so many plates spinning, like put on an episode of this season six episode versus like a season six episode of like Modern Family or something. I'll sure. take I'll take these like two-thirds full community episodes over any other sitcom in its sixth season pretty Bazinga. much. Bazinga, indeed. I think it's still a great episode. I don't think it's as good as the uh, conspiracy theory episode that it brings to mind, sure. but I'm still glad that community made it to a sixth season and mm-hmm. that we got to end the show. I mean, aren't you at least glad that season six happened and the ending wasn't the basic story and basic sandwich? Totally. And I think you're going to really like the the series finale. At least I hope. Oh, wouldn't that be drama if I didn't like it? Would we just stop podcasting? And now that the closer that we're getting to it and the more I'm like, oh, yeah, but the really good ones are are coming up. You're going to really like them. In the back of my head now, I'm like, is he? You're like, oh, no. What if he hates them? Well, let's talk about MVP (laughs) for this episode. For me, it's Jeff. Uh, Jeff has not gotten very many front of the camera storylines this season i think i might have even given jeff my mvp last week with the the sci-fi movie episode perhaps Mm. i think it's a good showing for jeff i think joel has really settled into the role that jeff plays within the group now that's kind of front but a little bit more of a uh, uh, just as much a main character as anybody else is Mm -hmm. and this is a good one of those episodes that allows him to be kind of the focus again uh, it's Jeff. I think Joel McHale does great. Um, I want to give honorable mentions to Elroy, Abed, and Professor DeSalvo this week. Sure. Um, my MVP was Britta. I think Britta's the only one in, who pulls off a successful grift in the whole episode, so she gets my MVP. I get that. I don't think anyone needed to. I think it's more satisfying for me watching Jeff. Well, that wasn't your MVP, was try it? Try to grift. <laughs> and fail uh no it's a good brita episode i just think it needed a little bit more of her to be mvp worthy unacceptable well that's it we did it this was fun let's do it what do you mean let's do it we just did let's jump into the episode we have done it we've done it (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Steven, and you 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 grifted me. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for this week. It's done. That's it. We finished. We're gonna put it to bed. And next week we're gonna be back with the third edition of America's Next Top Zach and Steven Rewatch Podcast. Make sure to tune in next week to find out what the third option will be and to be strategizing which of the four you'll be voting for. And I know I'll be feeling what? good. I think. That'll be Get the it? end of next month. You'll Except be voting. I'm going to be feeling good. Did you catch that one? And in the meantime, if you want, it is a good time to write us in for next episode of Community that we'll be doing in two weeks' time, which is Basic RV Repair and Palmistry, an episode that I will go out on a limb and say, along with this one, I had only seen it once, and I did not like it very much. Oh, boy. Can't wait. So we'll dive into that next week. I hope I'm wrong because I kind of felt like I was wrong about this one. So maybe it'll be a surprise. I think you were wrong about this or one. Or maybe, <laughs> Stephen, we've talked about this. <laughs> I am the voice of the show. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Let's let's. What do we need to do to wrap this thing up? Well, I'm gonna tell them some stuff. Zach. Go ahead. Uh, you know, if they want to get in our action, other than emailing in and if you want to jab at Steven's hemorrhoids, yeah. Uh, go follow us on Twitter over at You Can't Disappod. Uh, we're also over on Instagram at Candace Point Podcast. We'll be giving you all the up-to-date news about when and what we're recording and what to send in for said articles of recording history. Exactly. Uh, we're also over on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We're going to be doing some fun bonus stuff after we finish the serial run of the show. Uh, there's going to be some videos, I'm sure, for at least one of those things. So sure. make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube. Smack that bell. Uh, punch it like a con artist teacher in the face so that you can stay up to the minute, uh, up to date, up to the second in real time with us here at the show. Look, we've only got four episodes of Community left, and I think Steven might be about ready for, for those last couple episodes of Community. But we love Community, and we're going to continue to be a weekly Community podcast for a little bit longer, even after we finish the show. We've got some fun stuff planned, some extracurricular stuff to discuss after we finish the run of the show. So stick with us as we get through these last four episodes, and then these last few months of this this beautiful thing we've created. Oh, and then, then we're going to put it in the river and send it to the pharaoh yeah we're gonna immediately disown it and move on to the next better thing <laughs> Just kidding. from inside the dreamatorium i'm zach uh black I'm, lives matter i'm zach i'm, I'm steve i'm zach <laughs> and baba how about some hot dogs hot dogs come get your hot dogs here bye everybody bye look what you've done